Sorry, I was just uh, watching an old video of Lauren Green having sex with B. Benetta Ray. Sorry, are we late? Are we on? We're on. Hold on, let me. Can I blow my nose first? Go right ahead. This is Mikey blowing his nose. Oh, man. Oh, oh yeah. Thanks. Jesus. Oh. God, there's a lot of nose meat in there, isn't there? <laughs> Shrapnel. Hold on. Now I got a mustache hair in my mouth. Oh, God. What's the last sound you hear before you hear a pubic hair hit the ground? What is that, Mikey? Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, what a start. This is episode 38. You know, I. If I don't watch out, this podcast is going to have advertisers pretty soon. That's right. (laughs) You mean again? Speaking of, uh, okay, first of all, let me introduce myself. I'm former Cleveland Indians outfielder, light-hitting Larvell Blanks. Welcome to the show. Filling in for Mikey, who's not here again. I think he's back on the hard shit. I don't know. But I'll fill in for him uh, adroitly because, uh, after all, we are twin sons of different mothers. Thanks. Thanks for coming, Larvell. Nice to see y'all. Now, here's the thing. As, as the great, you know, this is a, Oscar Gamble. You remember Oscar Gamble with the hair? Uh, the, the outfielder for the Indians and the Yankees? He had the hair. Oh, gee. As he once said, and this is a great way to start a podcast. Yeah. A lot of people don't think it be like it is, but it do. We have uh, a new sponsor, BetOnline.ag, along uh, to go with our fabulous greatest seafood restaurant of all time, which is Joe Fish in North Andover. Now, for the folks at home that Reading. don't know what AG is, .ag? .ag. Yep. Yeah. Bet. Bet- BetOnline.ag. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that, and I'll tell you all about that. Also, of course, my grandma's coffee cake. Stay tuned for the phrase that pays. Ben always does. He tries to win, but he's, God, he's awful at listening. Right, Ben? Hmm? See? <laughs> <laughs> I want to just mention, too, that coming up next podcast, which will be taped on the 27th of August and then released or dropped on the Thursday after, which is the 29th, Christine Hurley, who is... Isn't the next podcast next week? That's two weeks. No, no. Next week... Oh, what did I say? Oh, (laughs) shit. Can I correct that? August 20th, we taped Christine Hurley. August 22nd, Yaz's birthday... Yaz's birthday is when the podcast with Christine Hurley will be on. <laughs> by the way, she, she might be as funny a woman as there is on the face of the earth. And she'll be our second woman guest on the podcast. Not that we're sexist, but, uh, you know, Mistress Carrie oh, yeah. came in here, and that went well till the end when she knifed us. Mm. <laughs> Christine Hurley, uh, who is a, a comedian, a comic, she's a comic, and widely recognized as but one of the most talented women on stage anywhere. She's just great. I can't wait to have her in. And then we're going to follow that on August 27th with the return of <laughs> our actor friend who's really, this time he's going to really cut loose, he said. You know, we the first time we had him, I was early on yeah. in the podcast history. John Fiore, The Brotherhood, Law and Order, about nine different soap operas, Sopranos. The Sopranos. Yep. He was in. He was in the movie Chappaquiddick. He was in uh, Mystic Pizza. He was in a lot of Meet the Parents. He's a hot shit, and we're going to get him 
We're gonna have him. We're gonna get start drinking bef- way before the show starts, <laughs> and he'll be he'll be. He's got so many stories. So anyway, in successive weeks, Christine Hurley, John Fury, and then more to come. Uh, you know what we're gonna do too is we're gonna recreate the entire Children of the Corn film <laughs> on our the podcast that follows. Can't wait. I want to be that guy that goes Malachi. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's so creepy I still want to kick the shit out of him Even though that movie was 30 years old Where does that rank on your creepy horror movie scale? Malachi! <laughs> the <laughs> Well, there's other ones You know, the I don't know if you ever saw, saw the movie Don't Look Now With Donald Sutherland And uh, Yes Oh my god Yeah that might have been the creepiest, freakiest movie. That was a little strange, especially when uh, all of a sudden Donald Sutherland looks at the camera yeah. and opens his mouth and goes crazy. Well, yeah, because his teeth were messed That's up. That's right. Uh, so, upcoming shows and all that kind of stuff. Now, uh, we have a really fabulous br- uh, broadcast tonight. Lots of uh, entertaining stuff. I have the palindrome. You're going to love the palindrome of the week, by the way. I already right. do. It's coming up later. But let me just tell you a little bit about <laughs> my work week. Okay, because as you might know, as you listen to the podcast, as a part-time job, and believe me, the paychecks look like a part-time job when I get them, you know. Uh, Wait, are you starting to rethink this? Because I no. remember when you first started doing it, you loved. You it. would come in, yeah. Uh, you'd be like, hold on, Bill, Ben, <laughs> seventy-two dollars. What a day! I'm not going to stop doing it because I, it brings me just the stories. You know, it's like being on the road with Charles Corralt, kind of, except not nearly as highbrow or interesting. <laughs> Charles Corralt didn't own up Grand Marquis. No, oh six with leather. Uh. <laughs> uh, so people love my car. My ratings, when I get ratings for Lyft, they're all 5.0. I swear to God. Because, I, you know, I throw in some entertainment. You know, if the people want me to be quiet, I'll shut up. They can listen to their device. If they want me to sing, I'll do show tunes. If they uh, want me to pull a little closer to where they want to get out in front of the home, I, uh, I'll pull up a little closer. I kind of am very cooperative. You sing show tunes? Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. Na- name a show. Name a show. Guys and Dolls. Okay, what about it? I got a horse right here. His name is Paul Revere. How about Brigadoon? We were just talking about that, right? Yes. There's a smile on my face for the whole human race. Well, it's almost like being in love. Hey! <laughs> why were you just talking about Brigadoon? <laughs> oh, before you came. Yeah, yeah why? Well, because yeah. we're going to send you there after this podcast. <laughs> That's right. You're going to disappear into the mist. One way, Ben. <laughs> just like... Uh, Donnie Most did after the end of Happy Days. Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now, so I pick up this. Okay, first of all, I'm driving through Athol. Right, I know. <laughs> and I thought, I used to always say that when we get calls on the TV show, because they couldn't, they couldn't uh, tape delay me yeah. on that. We had no delay. So you took the calls live. And we get a call from Athol. I say, you know, we get a lot of Athol calls. You know, <laughs> and I'd say it like this. I'd say, we get so many calls from Athol. It's like, you know, and they, they had to let it run because I, I had it out. But here we are, and I'm like, this is great to be in Athol again. I'm like, looking around, because that's a, who, why didn't they change the name of that town? I don't know. You know. <laughs> To Sphincter. There's got to be <laughs> Sphincter Mass would be. There's got to be a story. Well, the the home of the Mass Hall. <laughs> but that's the worst name of any town ever because you want to get. It's like living in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. We should go to Athol and survey. Do a live show. Yeah. With all the Athol people we could possibly gather. <laughs> I bet it's a nice town. All right, so I'm driving through that. I'm thinking, okay, here I am. You know, I'm the. I got. 
I got a 43-year resume in the broadcasting industry. I got three Emmys. I got four children. And I'm driving as a Lyft driver in Athol. <laughs> what? What has happened to me? Ben, what happened to me? So, I, I want to tell you about this woman named Samantha. Now, what would you think with a name like Samantha she was like? A lovely... <laughs> Woman in her mid twenties, maybe a little on the heavier side. How about a witchy a... bitch of a bitchy witch, <laughs> Samantha the witch? I I swear to God that was her name. So not I from. I'm not gonna mention her last name. I dream of Jeannie or whatever. Not, no, not that one. Oh. I pick her up. She's at a Dunkin's. It's Sunday morning. Or is that bewitched? Bewitched. Bewitched. Sunday morning, I have to pick her up at a Dunkin' Donuts. So she gets in the car. It's a beautiful day. It was last Sunday. Nice day. She gets in the car. I go, ah, oh, nice day, huh? She goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what? What's wrong? She goes, have to work. I said, Ooh. she had spells to I cast. Said, what do you think? I'm. What do you think? I'm at Six Flags right now. <laughs> she was a a bitch. I gotta say it. Oh, you know, I. <clears throat> I gotta cough up my lunch here. This is this woman. So we're driving. First thing I do was I, I say, okay, well she's not. I don't think she's gonna be talking to me. So I turn up the radio just a little bit, gently. You know, one hundred four point one or something. I don't know today's variety. So she says, could you turn that down? I'm trying to listen. And she had her device and she was making a call. I didn't know she was making a call. Oh. I'm okay. I turn it down. This is all in the first minute. Oh, she's looking at you like you're the hired help. Oh, my God. So I turn it down because, you know, uh, customer's always right. Yep. You know, and I don't care. I wanted to listen to what bitchy shit she was going to put on whoever she was talking to on the phone. <laughs> so she's come telling me about, oh, I couldn't get that person to come in. I tried to schedule. I'm doing everything. I can't talk to her boss about the scheduling and why it got screwed up. So, Did she sound like a manager? She, she sounded like she was a, a mid-level manager and had a hard time getting people to work on a beautiful Sunday. And she was basically complaining to the guy that these people wouldn't work and that she's going to have to cover it herself or whatever. She's pissed. How, how old was it? About? I'd say range? maybe late 20s, early 30s. Okay. Sounds like a people person. Maybe 32 at the most. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, she's in a fucking bad mood, this woman. And I'm driving her all the way to wherever to a train station. In the Grand Marquis. To, to a train station in Framingham. I'm familiar. I get to the train station in Framingham, and we get within eyesight of it. The train comes. And she, she goes, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> and I, I go, what's wrong? <laughs> she goes, they towed my car. <laughs> she had left her car overnight oh, at the dummy. train station uh, with the sign that says right there, no overnight parking, big as you can possibly put it on a sign. And still be within the code of Framingham, so she without having it in in Portuguese. She violated the uh, the thing, and, and... so yeah. yeah. So she so, so now I she's like she didn't know what she was going to do. I said I tell you what I, I in my mind I'm going I know I know what I'm not going to do. Think, I'm not going to take you to your right. next stop. Get out. Yeah. So I said there's probably a number on the sign you can call the towing company. And then I, when I let her out, I see her walking. She was stomping away from this <laughs> and had the phone already going and was going to yell at somebody else. Oh, yeah, of course. Because they towed her car because she didn't read the sign. So that's my Samantha bitchy witchy story. Wow. And if she's listening to this. And then you just peeled out. <laughs> no, I didn't peel out. I, <laughs> I, I, I rolled down the window. Like, nee, 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 nee. No. Uh, but that's, I mean, pe- people that wake up in that bad a mood, their day's not going to get better. Well, they also better. transmit that energy to other people. Yeah, except I'm resilient. I let it, it bounces off me like the water off a duck. Mm, I was about to say yeah, the very same thing. Tell that's a mutt. Yeah. 
Yeah, speaking of mud, I was... <laughs> All right, so lift nightmare number two. I pick up, I swear to God, I go to the hotel over in Framingham. I get a lot of action in Framingham. You know what the I'm Sheridan? The Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I pick, I pick up uh, a woman and her mother. I'm, I'm not sure if they were from, I don't know, India, so, Pakistan. So two women. Two women, a woman and her mother, and uh, they, they weren't overly nice. Of course, I couldn't understand a fucking word they were saying. <laughs> uh, but the woman's name that I was picking up, her name was Umama. <laughs> U-M. I shouldn't even give this out. Nope. Because what if there's somebody who knows her? Oh, it's true. How many people are? Actually, oh. she was very nice. All right. But her name was Umama, and I'm thinking, and then she's with her mama. So I'm thinking, <laughs> now, you the mama, you the mama. And I'm, I don't know what to say to these people, but I just thought it was funny that that she had that name. Because can you imagine going through life with the name Yomama? You know what I mean? It's, it's probably like, fine in Pakistan. Well, I guess. I don't even know where they're from. <laughs> but I bet if you said that, they would have said, oh, yeah, like we haven't heard that before. So they don't understand English or whatever. So, you know, I have a little thing on my dashboard that tells me that if both of the back doors are shut. So she got in. and It was your mama, not her mama. It was your mama gets in, and her mama was sitting next to her. So she gets in the car, and the door's not shut. So I'm driving away. I'm thinking, what should I say? Well, they're not going to understand me anyway. I'd have to pull over, get out, and they'd be alarmed if I got out of the car <laughs> and came and closed the back door. Open, you know, had to open it first, then close. So I just said, you know what? I'll just not tell them. They were seat belted in. Uh-huh. So... I'm thinking, well, safety first, Mike. Worst thing can happen is you lose your mama. <laughs> I mean, how is it getting worse? So then she gets out. I drop her off at some freaking restaurant somewhere. <laughs> and it's outside the restaurant, I saw curry. And it was like strong. I said, I wanted to eat. I was hungry. But she gets out of the car and half closes the door again. <laughs> so now the light's on again as I'm starting to pull away. I said, she did it again. She didn't close herself in and she didn't close herself out. The door's open. I had to stop the car, get out, open the door, slam it, and get in the car going, your mama. Your mama sounds like she's a very gentle woman. God. <sighs> so, okay, one more. Uh, this is also in Framingham. I get a, a notice, and I happen to be like a half a mile from where you. That's when you. That's the kind you dream of when you're a Lyft driver. Let me tell you, when they when they buzz you and you're like a half mile from picking them up, you say, "Oh, it's so cool! It's so convenient!" So I get this uh, notification: pick up Esmeralda uh, on this corner. So I'm like right there. So I pull. I can as I'm pulling up, I can see that there's two two women standing there. One of them was very pregnant, and I assume the other one was Esmeralda. And I uh, start to pull up, and all of a sudden, it, it it shows up canceled on my phone. You know, and then you get a quick notification, it's canceled ride. But I knew it was them because I was at the address, and they were standing right out in front. So I said, okay, I'm not going to say anything. They canceled me after I drove here. So I pulled into the parking lot of a bank right across the street. Yes. And I'm sitting there for about 30 seconds, and I get another notification. Pick up Esmeralda. And I'm thinking, did they look at my picture on the app and not want me as a driver because I'm ugly? Or did they see me drive by and think I was a weirdo-looking guy and they canceled? They canceled again the second time. I'm in the parking lot, and I know it's Esmeralda because I'm looking at her right across the parking lot. And it says, okay, right. So I start to pull out, and she hits cancel again. I pull up next, and I said, did you just cancel me twice? And what did she say? She said, no, you canceled me the first time. I said, I did not. She said, yes, you did. I said, I'm not picking you up now. The, I drove away. <laughs> the customer's always right, Mikey. I drove, well, that's, <laughs> except when they're dead wrong. <laughs> now, let me uh, tell you folks about, uh, first of all, I'm a big better of baseball games. Yes. 
I love betting baseball games because I always think that I can at least anticipate within a run who's going to win a game. And I'm, I'm largely very, very right. You know, where do you think I got the new shoes? <laughs> baseball season is in full swing. And if you're ever inclined, as I am, to bet online yes. on a baseball game and make yourself some money, you got to uh, check it out on betonline.ag. That's the site for you. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I would give you some picks, but I don't want to jinx myself. I have I got some all lined up, and especially playoff season. It's unbelievable. It's a great thing to do. And NFL season is just about to start, so it gets even better. BetOnline.ag and CLNS Media are giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You head on over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use the promo code. Now write this down. CLNS50. It's pretty simple. CLNS50. The number 50? Yeah, 50. Yep. To receive your welcome bonus. That's 50% bonus on your. Uh, you, don't, you know, don't sit on the football sidelines this season and go, oh, I should have bet this game. I knew this was going to happen. No, actually get into it and get into the action with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Now, keep in mind, a minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. But think about the ramifications of this. You'll be off and running on the football season, and you'll be all ready for the playoff season as well. Uh, See, bet online's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. It's betonline.ag. Proud sponsor of the Planet Mikey podcast. All right. Void where prohibited, member FDIC. <laughs> Not available in stores. I should have been one of those disclaimer announcers. You, God, Smitty. He is. I, he's done more disclaimers in his life than, than Trump. It's what I do, Mikey. <laughs> you what was are the, a disclaimer. <laughs> what's your favorite thing you've ever had to say in a commercial that made you laugh? Was it something about you know, grabbing your nuts? or What was that one? that No. no grabbing no. the right bag? Something you had oh, one? The, the bag. There was something about the bag. And you can always tell when I'm having a, like a boring day. I get these little 10-second announcements, and I have a little fun with them. But it's I, I sell them. Let's you do. It, yeah. You are the quintessential production yeah. ace of the entire Boston market, and it's been going on for decades, and you're, you're underpaid, even at $275,000 a year. God bless you, Mikey. That's right. Just another twenty five will put me over the hump. God. Um, I got a word of the day. I want to ask quiz. I always quiz Ben. It's not so much because I don't. I don't think he's stupid. It's that I think he's not paying attention a lot. Uh, did you see that pitch by Chris Sale? I did. <laughs> Explain the the meaning of the word miasma. Well, it's mine. It's not your. Asthma. See, I knew he would go there. Oh, yeah. You got your inhaler. Miasma. Spell it for me. M I A. S-M-A. Miasma. I have no idea. I've never, See, ever heard that word this before. This is why you come here, is to learn. Do you have one of those calendars? The nope. word of the day calendars? No, you I, rip them off? No, I don't do that. <laughs> I do get, I get an email every day, though. <laughs> From some, sh- you know. Uh, uh, miasma is an, either one, an unpleasant atmosphere. Mm, like when like Mike, when Mike worked with me on the Planet Mikey show. Oh, okay, or that. Or a poisonous, gaseous, or noxious cloud when Steve Diossi worked with me on the morning show. <laughs> or also like this podcast. Miasma. Like you say, oh, you know, you let something out after you eat a Taco Bell yesterday, and it, guess what? You've let out a miasma, a poisonous, gaseous, or noxious cloud. I will be sure to add that one to my You could lexicon. use that. That has use, right, Smitty? Hey, nobody knows miasma like Ben now. <laughs> 
Um, and I thought he was going to say, you know, you know, my asthma is acting up, so I need to have, you know, because that's Ben. Because he's always, even if he isn't, he sounds like he's stoned on weed. It's amazing. Mm. <clears throat> All right, time to uh, cover a couple of the news items. What you got today? I mean, how can we avoid number one? Oh, well, uh, Epstein. Yeah. Now, Theo Epstein, I thought, was in Chicago. <laughs> I was shocked to find out he was in jail, let alone on Suicide Watch. You know what, Brian Epstein, did you ever hear the uh, the Brian Epstein story? Is it, is it because he signed Craig Kimbrell and he's terrible? Um, uh, <laughs> then, he, then he tried to have sex with him <laughs> when he was 14. Didn't work out. Uh did you ever hear the Brian Epstein, John Lennon story anecdotally? Uh, John Lennon was funny. And Brian Epstein, you know, he was gay. And he, uh, he wrote an autobiography before he died, obviously, because that's the only time he could do it. <laughs> I'm writing an autobiography. That's a... Really? An unauthorized autobiography. And then I'm going to sue myself. That's... <laughs> so Brian Epstein said, John, what should I name my book, my autobiography? And John, John Lennon said, how about Queer Jew? <laughs> he did. I just read that. And of somewhere. course, Brian thought that was very funny. Oh, yeah. John Lennon was just like, he was so caustic at times. Yeah. Uh, but this is a different Epstein. This is uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. A, uh, a reputed uh, pedophile, right? Yeah. He liked bicycles. That's what that means. He uh, had an island called Pedophile Island, and he, you know, he had uh, obviously a bunch of famous, rich, connected people. That flew on his private jet to this island, and the stories are that, you know, there were young girls there, and they were all deflowering them, etc., including people like Bill Clinton, and even names like Alan Dershowitz have found their way into the mix on this. Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, right. Yeah. Which no one in this country actually knows who the fuck that is. George Clooney, I heard. George Clooney, too? Yeah. Why would he need to go there? Couldn't he just do that on his own? I have no idea, and uh, I don't know what year this was, but apparently uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's what's her name, Gislaine or something? Gislaine, yeah, yeah, yeah she was, no, that was her address. She was <laughs> bragging about uh, about uh, performing oral sex on uh, George Clooney, bragging about it to her girlfriends. Really? So yeah. So his, anyway, his name came up today, and there he you was go. friends with President Trump. She, she bruised his wane. That. <laughs> um, well, anyway, Epstein is dead, and he killed himself. We all know that. His major, major headlines. And then, you know, wait, then, wait, wait. we all know he killed himself. Yeah. Or was he? Well, no, no. We we know <laughs> he allegedly killed himself. Okay. We, we know he's dead. Yeah. Um, of course, he was murdered. Uh, what kind of narcissistic freak pe- pedophile would kill himself when he's got all that great prison time coming his way? So, this is the sick part about it, though: is the minute it happened. Democrats and Republicans split up and said, okay, well, we're over here, you're over there. Trump body count. Clinton body count. <laughs> Trump uh, Trump did this. Bill Barr did this. No, Cl- it was Clinton that did this. You know, and It's like just that quickly it became the battle of, of yep. the two parties. Yep. And it's going to go on and on and on forever and ever and ever. And it's going to end up like Jack Ruby and Lee Harvey Oswald and, you know, the grassy knoll because it's a conspiracy thing and uh, – Eventually, the people who actually did kill him in prison, they're going to be dead. You know that. Now, what do you think? What do you think happened? You want the honest truth? Mm -hmm. I killed him. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Breaking news. I had this this prison uh, guard outfit that I wore two Halloweens ago. 
And I swear to God, it looked so realistic. It looked just like a real prison guard. I had to make a couple minor adjustments. Plus, you've got that ruggedly handsome face. That's right? right? That's right. Look, I look like somebody who's seen it all. That's... Rugged? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I go in there, and I kill him. And I, and then, and I got out of there. No one saw me. I had just, just you know, completely disengaged the, uh, the video cameras. Mm-hmm. I had a lot, an operation. It was like a Mission Impossible. Beautiful. And I did it. You know why? Why? Because I don't want him telling people what he knows about me. Okay, that's not a joke. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's a really weird story. What do you think happened? I think it's likely that he was killed by another prisoner. Because pedophiles in prison are like the lowest of the low. They, yeah, uh, everyone right. else hates their guts. But, and someone did it for, you know, prison. But who prep. could it have been? There's only, I mean, how they get in there and do that. And, uh, you know, it has, wouldn't have to be a cellmate. And conveniently, the guards weren't checking on him. There was no video. Didn't he have a cellmate? Former cop who turned yeah, they, scumbag. They did. They had the guy, same guy who killed Whitey Bulger. Arms. The same guy who killed Whitey Bulger killed him. I'm pretty sure. Fantastic. That guy but is a saint. His roommate was was uh, dis- or discharged or whatever, uh, reassigned. He had discharged. So, and he was supposed to have a roommate. That's right. So that guy, they removed him, so yeah. he's all alone in the cell. Right. Yeah. So, nope. That's a weird story. No More, you know, I, huh? Now, <clears throat> you know who I think did it? Tom Steyer. <laughs> Because he seems like an asshole, doesn't he? What is it about Tom that you? Know? Well, it's not you know. I know a lot of people want to impeach Donald Trump. It's not he's not the only one. But he gets on there, and buys the ad to tell people, "Let's impeach Trump." I could be. And he's he's just a dick. Yeah. And, you know, he's like a self-aggrandizing asshole. Who are you talking about, Trump? No, Tom Steyer. <laughs> and now, speaking of assholes. Chris Cuomo, this is really funny. Fredo, this is the newest thing, and we you know obviously a couple days now. We've been talking. This will be going on for a long time. Chris Cuomo loses his shit on a guy for calling him Fredo. Says that the term Fredo to an Italian is the equivalent of the N-word to a black person. No. I mean, no. what? Wait, well, this guy, first of all, you ever watch his show? It, they, if he has two guests, they're well, hold on, on, they're to, on answer, e- to answer your question, no. Okay. <laughs> they're on either side of him on a split screen, but his face is like twice as big in the middle. It's like a big close-up of Chris Cuomo. Oh, yeah. And then you'll have maybe some hot girl on his left and some other guy on his left. Perfectly normal-looking people, but they're smaller in the screen, and Chris Cuomo's face is big because he's Chris Cuomo. He's the star. Oh, my huh. God. What an egotistical moron, the guy. He's always been like that. You know, and if he didn't make a big deal out of this, he'd... He'd just be going about his business like That's it was right. another day, but now That's he's right. Fredo he's forever. He's a tough guy. He's got roid rage. He's the guy good. they shows himself working out in the gym. He does little pieces about him. I mean, the guy's ego is, I think, bigger than Kirk Minahan. Fredo forever. Bill, you've been around for a decade or nine. Yeah. Have you ever heard Fredo being used as a derogatory as a thing, word for yeah. an Italian? Never. And you no, know what? Everybody, anybody, and everybody who can hear me right now knows what all the slang uh, derogatory terms are for all different ethnic groups. Of course. Here, yeah, we'll you know. start with. Go ahead. We'll start with you. I'm going to start naming them. No, <laughs> I, no. We, as I say, we all know what they are. But yeah, but Fredo, come on. And it's, what about pygmies? What are they called? Uh, yeah. See, you don't want to go there, do you? You know, come up and punch you right in the nuts. Well, the children are called piglets. They are? <laughs> oh, man. God. And I hear they're very short-tempered. Now, here's uh, another story from the world of the news. For, uh, so Chris Cuomo, I don't, I don't like him. It's not a Republican-Democrat thing. It's fi- he Look, seems like a his, his father was the governor. I know when you're a governor's son, you know who picks you up and takes you to school? State police. 
Every day, you get a chauffeured ride to your school. You mm. get out of a state police car, and everybody knows they, they can't screw with you because you're the governor's son. That's him and his brother, Andrew, who later became the governor. So it's like a thanks, Dad thing with, with Chris Cuomo. He's an anchor on CNN. So, but don't call me Fredo. I'll fucking ruin your shit. Now, wait a minute. I mean, so, what, a, what kind of asshole is he? So he kind of is the Fredo of the family. Yes. He, he got the job in the entertainment business. He's not He's not dumb. He's smart. <laughs> he wants respect. <laughs> screw him. That's, anyway. Oh, should I do the palindrome of the day, Mikey? Should I or should I do? Let me do this trans bathroom story first. Okay. Oh boy! Oh, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yes, what you it, can. for? How many years there've been transsexuals or transvestites? What, what are they called? Trans? What are they? Transsexual? Uh, I, th- trans. There's different classifications. Yeah. Just stick with that. Now, people have been peeing and pooping since Adam and Eve. I'm assuming. Yeah. And. Uh, so since we know that, and that's probably much, that's nature, what do people do with all these years if they – the idea is why change and make a special bathroom for people who have not sure – or not sure. Let me read you the story. Ready for this? Yeah, read this because I don't know where this a is A federal going. judge has ruled that a Virginia school board's policy that banned a transgender student from using the men's restroom was discriminatory. The case stemmed from transgender former student Gavin Grimm being told by the Gloucester County Board's, uh, School Board he was required to use either the women's room or a private restroom, but could not use the men's room despite identifying as a male. Okay, so this was a female girl who's becoming a boy. It was, a, I think it was a guy who became a girl. Anyway. Oh. The judge wrote in her decision there was no question the school board's policy was discriminatory. Under the policy, all students except for transgender students may use restrooms corresponding with their gender identity, which really is the problem. The identity is confused. Transgender students are singled out, subjected to discriminatory treatment, and excluded from places where similarly situated students are permitted to go. Here's the problem. This is so confusing. It's a Title IX issue. So if you're a guy and you become a woman... You can. You're saying you can go to either the men, the men's room, or the ladies' room, or or they're saying no, you can't go. You can't go to the men's room because you become a woman, and we only have women that can go to the women's room. And then there's private bathrooms. Can't they just leave it the same? Wherever you piss or poop, just go where you used to go. <laughs> you get it out anyway. Just exactly. Leave it the same. So I can still go outside. (laughs) (laughs) Just can you wait till the end of the podcast, please? I'm trying. It's turtling. I I, I guess my my, my point of this thing is everybody wants everybody to be happy when it comes to this. Everybody has to pee and poo. But when did it suddenly become, whoa, we need a special bet? Just go in this one or that one. This is identity politics. There's no one in there going to say to you, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, wait. You were a guy, but now you're a woman. You can't come in here. They're not going to say that. They're just going to pee and they're going to walk out. And so are you. No, if you want them to accept you, you've got to accept them too. You have to accept that there's some people that are confused by it and a little angry by it. So and just move so, on with so, your but fucking is, day. Right. Does the confusion happen when they're Both trying sides. to pick a door? They get there's I, I men, know. there's men, there's women, and they're going to pick a door. Do they, do they get so confused they're going to hold that pee until they make up their mind? Or are they going to go in and just pee and come out? Maura Healy said you should hold it. <sighs> yeah, I heard her. Anyway, I think. I think it's a weird – look, I understand that there's the, all these problems with the, the, the mental aspect of this. But what did they do for the first 7,000 years of our existence? People. I mean, if they were confused. They just they, – when you got to go, you got to go. Right? Right. All right. I think we solved that. 
Thanks, Mikey. Well, we didn't settle anything. We just kind of solved it in our own heads. The, pal- <laughs> the palindrome of the day. Are you ready? Go ahead. <clears throat> and this will be the. This will be the. Uh, uh, also, the the phrase that pays. Oh, by the way, can I just mention something? The fra- <laughs> no one's going to say no. Well, why? Why would you? We've got nothing but time here. The phrase that pays last week was won by a guy named Rusty Shackelford. Rusty, he had won mm. the what the cake the the time before that we did phrase that pays the my yes. grandma's coffee cake. Yeah. So the other guy that came in second was like less than an hour behind him on Twitter because that's how you win. You do it on Twitter. Yeah. And so I wrote a, a direct message to Rusty. I said, Rusty, this other guy, you won last week. Can this other guy who was just an hour behind you? Can he have the cake? He said, yeah, sure. Rusty Shackelford, good guy. So the cake goes to at Spongeboob. Uh, that's his name on Twitter. And uh, the way Is that to- what they put in him? No. <laughs> the way to win this contest, by Sponge the way, cake. is you listen for the phrase that pays. Sometimes it's Delicious. a palindrome. Sometimes it's not a palindrome. And you... You tweet. You be the first person after the podcast is released next uh, Thursday morning. Be the first person to tweet at Planet Mikey with the phrase that pays. You win the cake. We ship it to your house. Actually, my grandma ships it to your house. That's what they do at mygrandma.com, one eight hundred eight grandma. The greatest coffee cake on the yeah. face of the yeah. earth. Yeah. And I love it. And I told you the last one I had was pineapple coconut. I I, I just I ate the whole thing. Then I dreamt about it. And you didn't bring any here for us. I'm sorry. Next time I will. Thanks, Mikey. I'll I'll get one for you guys. Uh, So anyway, here's the phrase that pays. Tweet tweet this phrase to at Planet Mikey on Twitter. And you'll win. And here it is. Ready? This is a palindrome. This is a dramatic reading. I'm ready. Go ahead. I'm ready. Eva, can I stab bats in a cave? I love that one. Would it's do- a good one. That's my favorite so far. Please deliver that one more time. Eva, can I stab bats in a cave? That's the same backwards and forwards because it's palindromic. <laughs> Have you ever written a palindrome yourself? Uh, oh, no. No, oh. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I haven't. I, ha- uh, I'm, 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 I, I would like to make that my lifetime's ambition, though. Really? Yeah. I I knew the guy that wrote Butt Raft Fart Tub, but that's not really writing anything. That's just two words, four uh, four words stuck together. (laughs) The one about Panama, that's a a good one. Oh, that's a classic. Whoever wrote that belongs in heaven. Yeah. Um, So we took care of all. Let me see. This, 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 this. Oh, yeah. Is it time for uh, some kind of quiz? By the way, stay tuned for the Castigliocchi of the week, which is awesome. All right. So we have a quiz. Is it, is it a music quiz? This is time? a no, no. This is a Red Sox themed a quiz. Ah. It's just Red Sox trivia. Do you know, Ben has no chance of beating me at this. I mm. found this online. Seems um, unfair. This comes from Fun Trivia Questions. Um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, Fun Dot Trivia. Penis. Fun, join Fun Trivia for free. So thank you for. Uh, <laughs> Allowing me I, to join. You know, they have anyway. .org, and they have .com, and they have .all. You know, when are they going to have .penis? <laughs> they may have one. It's coming. It's... So to speak. <laughs> All right, so what is this? All right, here okay. it is. Here's the question. <clears throat> Three of these Boston Red Sox players entered the Baseball Hall of Fame as left fielders. Which Hall of Fame member did not? Stand by. We have a multiple choice here. Jim Rice. Bobby Doerr. Carl Bobby Stremsky. Yeah, Bobby Dorr. Ted Wynn. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Dorr played infield. He played second base. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, I'm one for one. Bonus. Oh, wait. So is that how we're splitting them? Or? He was second base from what? From when to when? Uh, Bobby Dorr? Yeah. Oh, it, 
Go ahead. Give me a uh, late 30s to 30 early, 50s. early 50s. 1937 to 1951. That's See very, that? That's very good. All right. Huh? All right. Ben, huh? My turn, I guess. By the way, I met the wonderful Bobby Dorr at Ted Williams when he opened his store, yep. the number nine store in Chestnut Hill. He brought in Dom DiMaggio and Bobby Dorr. And the, if there were two nicer people in the history of baseball than those two guys, I've never met them. They were wonderful. Bobby Dorr, true gentleman. <clears throat> That's most part of the question. I got, I, got a little, I got a little choked up. Oh, for Clint. <clears throat> okay. All right. Here we go. I am the man who invited this curse upon the unsuspecting fans in Boston. I, no, hold on. Okay. I purchased Harry the Harry Frizee. Harry Frizee. No, guys, no, Nanette. Are we going back and forth no, here? You or guys are yelling them out. Yeah, I'm, just well, yelling them out. First come, first serve here, yeah, Ben? This is good. He was oh, also there's the quick and the dead, Ben. Already came, so serve me. He was also a successful theatrical producer who owned the Red Sox yes. till 1923, and by the time he sold the team, he was bankrupt. He sold the contracts of many of his star players to the Yankees. Players like Babe Ruth, Wayne Hoyt, Herb Pennock, and Carl Mays, and Larvell Blanks. <laughs> Larvell just left here a little while ago. I know. All right, here we go. He has diarrhea. <clears throat> Question number uh, whatever. When Carl Yastrzemski retired from the Boston Red Sox, only one player had more home runs than he did on the team. Who was the, this person? In, in the history of the team? Or on that team? No, no, no. When he retired, only one person in history, Red Sox history, had more home runs Ted in Williams. his career. Ted Williams, 521. That's correct. Okay, yeah. very good. Yeah, and, Ted, and Carl had 452. Well, let's yeah. see. Uh, yeah, 452. Yeah, 452. 521 is correct. 3,419. Ted Williams, 452 for Yaz. Yeah, there you go. How do you know this stuff? Because I know everything about Yaz. Everything. Oh, Jesus Christ. Everything. He masturbates to baseballreference.com. Born, <laughs> born on August 22nd, 1939 in Long Island. Yeah. The Boston Red Sox. MLB. Son of a potato farmer. The, and, of course, I was very fortunate to play for Mr. Yorkie for so many years. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Yorkie, of course, used to give me back rubs in the clubhouse. And uh, Jim Rice used to, uh, you know, arm wrestle with me. And uh, uh, Bill Lee, the spaceman, was my bridge partner. You know what they say about bridge, don't you? <laughs> what do they say about bridge? If you don't have a good partner, you better have a good hand. <laughs> <laughs> Can I another easy question? Yeah. Uh, the, Bo the Boston Red Sox MLB franchise was started in what year? Well, the, the Red Sox, oh, it, it was originally the Boston Pilgrims. See, that's the thing. Are you trick-questioning us? No, no, no. This is the, what year did the... Uh, the actual Red Sox, because the, the... The MLB franchise was started in what year? Uh, 1903. No, that's when they won their first World Series. Right. That's when it started for me. I don't care about anybody who's a loser. <laughs> 1898. It was 1901. Yeah. And they started as... But they were losers the, then. The Boston Americans. That's right. But they weren't the Red Sox until later. That's what I'm saying. We were a trick question. Huntington, the Huntington Grounds. Cy Young is where they played the first World Series in 1903. So, against Pittsburgh. <laughs> so Boston was one of eight teams in the inaugural season of the new American League in 1901. What was the franchise called? The Boston, Boston Americans. Ah, very good, Ben. <laughs> well, you already said that. He just said it like I know. That's why it, I just asked it a different way. I so. thought you were changing the no. question. Who managed the Boston Red Sox uh, to the 1967 American League pennant? Dick, Dick Williams. Williams. Ah, very uh, I good. beat you. Oh, yeah, that was good. How many years did he play? He's in the Hall for, of Fame. How many years did he play for the Red Sox? One, 1964. Two, 63 and four. All right, there we go. Bingo. 
He didn't play much in 63. I think he played like 30 games. <laughs> All right, here we go. I saw him hit a home run in 1964 for the Red Sox. Babe Ruth was sold after the 1919 season, the year he also set a new home run record. How many home runs did he hit that season? 27. 29, uh, 28. 29. 29. Who, who says 29? I did. That's correct. I corrected 27. 29 home runs, yeah. a record breaker in 1919. Right. That record would not last long as Babe spotted 54 home runs in the 1920s. And yeah, because he was a Yankee, a and they Yankee. play that short 296-foot porch in right field. Yep. You know, you know, there was a story about Babe Ruth one time. It was his manager said, oh, you go ahead, finish the question. No, I was going to say, please tell us that's. <laughs> well, no, that babe, babe, babe was, <laughs> Babe had been out all night, and he didn't even show up at the ballpark till it was like 20 minutes before the game, and he comes walking across the outfield. He could come in another entrance, and he's stumbling like he's all sh- honestly hung over. And they said to the manager, the manager said to the coach, he says, I'm going to have to have a talk with him. He says, yeah, yeah, this is unacceptable. So Babe goes in and gets dressed. Are you going to talk to him? The coach is going to talk to him? He says, I'll talk to him after the game. Babe goes out and he goes. This is Miller Higgins? Yeah, Miller Huggins. Huggins? Sorry. He goes three for four with, with a double and two home runs, drives in six. Jesus. The game's over. And the coach says, you still going to have a talk with him? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm going to have a talk with him. <laughs> so here comes Babe after he comes out of the shower. I'm walking by the manager. The manager says, Great game, babe. (laughs) (laughs) That was the story. The guy thought that was his talk. So now, okay, yeah, continue. In 2004, which Red Sox pitcher won game three of the ALDS, game seven of the ALCS? Derek Lowe. And game four of the World Series. He's right. He is correct. Yeah. All right. In 1917, Ernie Shore of the Boston Red Sox pitched, pitched a perfect game in relief of Babe Ruth after the Babe was ejected. Yeah. Who was the umpire that ejected him? Jocko Conlon. Wrong. No, I. <laughs> Emmett Ashford. No, he and he then he, the guy he came in and had a perfect game after that. He retired the next twenty six batters or something or twenty seven batters. Here's the story. It was Brick Owens. Yeah. How the oh, fuck yeah. would I know who the? I know. Well, that's a, that's really true, no, Ben. That, Why would that's we? going in deep? But uh, I mean, it, Mrs. Owens didn't even remember after that. It says here. Why would Jesse Owens' wife remember? Or his son Buck. Um, well, Brick, uh, he gave Babe the, the thumb. Here's the backstory. After arguing a ball and strike. After Ruth loudly complained about his strike zone following a four-pitch base on balls, he threatened to punch Owens in the face while Ruth made good on the promise following the ejection. Shore calmly went out to pitch. The runner on first was caught stealing, and Shore retired the next 26 in a row. Yep, it was like a perfect game, but not, because it was tainted by the fact that Babe Ruth had actually faced a batter. Yep. God, I love baseball. Don't you, Ben? Nah. I do. I, <laughs> I know you, you know do. What it is? It's I don't, all right. I love old baseball much more than I love new baseball. This bullshit about three-and-a-half-hour games, Awful. it's ridiculous. It, back in the old days, uh, I'm talking the old days of the 60s, 70s, a long game was two hours and 40 minutes. I have an idea. Right now I'm going to appoint you. Commissioner of yeah. baseball, and Good. you're going to make an ironclad rule to fix the game of baseball once and for all. What would you do? I would buoy your coon. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do first? Yeah, I'd shorten the commercial breaks from two minutes to one minute. Right there, that's 18 minutes of per game automatically. If they want more money for those commercials, raise the rates. Don't add a commercial. You're 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 doing that at the expense of the fan and at the long term longevity of the game. Take that out, okay? Sales runs programming. One-minute commercial. It worked in the, back then for Ned Martin. It can work now for Joe Castiglione. Great idea. Uh, 
the other thing I would do is I would say, you know what? This, this, this pitch clock is real. Every time that pitch is released, it starts again. Okay, and if you can't get a pitch done in 20 seconds, David Price, you big pussy, <laughs> then we're going to give you ball one. And you're, you guess what? You're going to look like an idiot. And it's not going to be my fault. It's going to be yours. Secondly, the walk up. Thirdly, the walk up music. Just get in there and hit. It's a baseball game. It's not a coming out party. Good God Almighty! I got a list of mile long how to fix the game of baseball. Keep going. You people call me or tweet me on Twitter because you know I hear I hear talk shows, sports talk shows where they will discuss this for three hours. Yeah, well, that's because they have nothing else to do. But nobody comes up with a decent answer. Like these things, I would watch the game if that was happening. Fix it! It's so easy. It was so beautiful in the past. It's it's now on the pitch clock. The pitch clock resets when the ball is back in the pitcher's hand, or yes, or as soon yeah, as because the... other than that, it's not his. Resp- I mean, it's not his responsibility. If the umpire is getting a new ball, if the yeah. catcher is scratching his nuts, if yeah, no, it's when the pitcher gets the ball. You have twenty seconds. I mean, come on. What would you do and to make the more... game uh, more exciting, more fan involved? Well, I would allow the players to play nude. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, that would generate some interest. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then uh, I would say. When they're, when they're nude, the only rule is no tagging right directly on the balls. Because <laughs> that's, that's bad for that's people. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That would add a new dimension to the term base on balls. I think I, I think I won that quiz, don't you? Nope. Well, there's one more question. All right, whoever gets this wins the quiz. Okay, deal. <clears throat> okay. You got nothing to lose, Ben. That's why. What name did the – what name did bullpens become known as? Bullpens. Well, yeah, there have always been bullpens. Tom Yockey had the bullpens constructed. Oh, oh Williamsburg. In, in, that is very good. Yeah, because that's where mm. Ted used to hit home runs into all the time over there. They called a Williamsburg in the bullpen over there. Yockey had the ballpens constructed in 1940. They quickly had the name of Williamsburg catch on due to the large target they provided Ted Williams to shoot for. Well, and you know, they had uh, Lansdowne Street became Yockey Way, and then Yockey Way got got changed because they said oh, Tom Yockey was a racist, and now what do they call it? No, Lan- Lansdowne didn't become Yockey. No, Yockey Way became... Right. That other thing. Whatever it is. But it's right. sort of Ted Williams way. Why did anyone really care exactly. that they renamed that? That was the that dumbest was... story. Why they judge... Who gives a shit what they named that street? Why they use what happened in the past and judge people today on that stuff drives me nuts. <laughs> well, no, who cares? The guy was a piece of shit. Okay, they want to take his name off or... He donated was... a lot of money to charity. He did a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the Dana Farber Cancer Institute. There was a lot of bad stuff there too. Well, he we he, talked about Jeffrey he Epstein in a t- earlier. He might have looked the other way on some of those similar situations himself. You mean pa- uh, pedophiles? Yeah. Oh, you mean like the like the 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 clubhouse guys? Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe he looked the other way. Maybe he just never went in there. Do we, do we, do we know? <laughs> I mean, he didn't do the laundry. Okay, let's do let's do a little Castiglioki. By the way. This is the most popular part of the podcast. So if you if you're ever uh, you know listening to a podcast and you get just fast forward to this, it's always big. Shall we go up to the booth? Let's go up to the booth and do a little uh, Paul Simon uh, action <coughs> with Castiglioki. Take it away, edition three. Take it away, Joe. <coughs> clear my throat. Sing along if you want to, Ben. No law against that. Okay. You okay, Joe? Yes. A man walks down the street. He says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I so soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. 
I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot at redemption. I don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight, far away my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly, get those mutts away from me, especially Mutnansky. You know, I don't find this amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al at Shaw's. A man walks down the street, the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little attention span. Oh, my nights are so long. Where's my wife and my family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? <laughs> he ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along there were incidents and, uh, uh, I guess, uh, accidents. There were hints and allegations.